Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and a very warm welcome back to the Shackles Are Off podcast. You've probably been thinking, where the heck have they been? Well, we join you once again from a pub in Taunton before we speak to Marcus Truscothic. Recurring theme about recording intros in pubs. Yeah, noisy backgrounds, we like it. And um, it's not just me and Chris this time, it is with Mr Jack Brooks as well. How are you, mate? Good evening, gents, how are you? <laughs> Superb, it's be- been far too long. Welcome to Taunton and the, the Ringer Bells drinking establishment it's great and um, if we look out the window we can actually see the big church that if you're watching um, some of the T20 cricket and stuff that you see on the telly over the year you see it sort of poking its head out of the top of one of the stands at Taunton great really good ground what's your other than tasting cider firstly what's your thoughts on local cider I'm I'm pleasantly surprised I had a very underwhelming experience with cider in the past um, through the Last few years of my life, I've not gotten very well with cider, but today, me and <laughs> Th- Thatcher's Hayes have gotten really well. So Come back to your teenage days, have you? Absolutely, mate. I really enjoyed it, um, apart from when we were ordering it, because we were ordered it, you know, me and you, Chris, didn't we? We indulged, and then Jack was like, oh, what lagers have you got? So probably not <laughs> through us. We were engaging with the and culture. Then al- and also, what was it, Thatcher's Hayes or something? Yeah, Thatcher's Hayes. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, the cider brands are available. But what did, what did the bloke say when he, he can try to Thatcher's confuse Thatcher's me? Those. That's just days. Yeah, it was you that said yeah. that. Oh, was, was it? Was it <laughs> the flight being you, Greggy? Yeah, that was it. We're moving swiftly yeah, beautiful, onwards. Beautiful town. Great. Picturesque ground, isn't it? The really nice ground. Yeah. Church in the background. Hope you guys enjoyed your trip down. Lovely there. town. Lovely place. Yeah, thoroughly recommend coming down Looking and watching some cricket in the summer. Seeing some, some of this man bowling next year. Absolutely. You've got a bit of an Achilles tear at the moment. Yeah, just got a bit of a niggle. I'm not sure exactly when I'll be back fit, but I'll be going away to Abu Dhabi with, um, with Somerset on pre-season. All being well this Sunday, which when this comes out, Hopefully I'll already be out there. Right, okay, so as, as you are listening to this listener, right, where are you, so you're in Abu Dhabi, hopefully, fingers crossed, no coronavirus. Where are you going to be, Chris? I will be in Gaul, right. preparing for England's rampant three-day win. Nice. Like that. That'll be 15th. <laughs> I like that. Don Best with the other four. That sounds really good. We're obviously down here, Leachy talking to Leachy, Somerset. 
teammate or former teammate Marcus Triscothic. That's who we're down here talking to. Um, you've played with him. He's you know been a teammate of yours, and now he's obviously yeah. still involved in the setup. What's it like? Because I mean, we grew up watching Triscothic, and he's a legend. Legend. So I'm really excited to speak to him. Proper icon, but the word legend can be overused sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it is completely apt for Marcus Triscothic. The word legend. One club legend at Somerset. Um, he's got places named after him down here. Um, Ashes winner, one of England's greatest players. Um, done a lot off the field for the mental health awareness as well, and just an all-round nice chap as well. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys will um, will see that side of him. Perfect. Um, Has he just had a stand named after him? Is that right? He, he's already got a stand, right. the Marcus Truscothic stand. Yeah. Um, but they're just renaming the pavilion after him, or one of the pavilions after him. Pretty the old cool. pavilion, I think it is. So he's now going to have a stand and a pavilion. <laughs> so I think he just now needs a toilet and a cafe and a gate, and then he'll be, he'll be fine. Oh, that's great. Ex- really or excited to meet stand. him. <laughs> <laughs> Really excited to meet him. Um, by the way, I will say this again at the end of the podcast, but if you um, haven't done so already, do listen to some of our previous podcasts as well. Um, some really good stuff on there as well. Um, it's been a while, but I hope you enjoy this. And let's get into more it. More this summer as well. Yeah, more this more this summer. We're definitely going to do more Stay this summer. Tuned. As long as you're around as well. We can try and chase you around the country and try and get some of the guests on. Naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of it. Let's get into it. Marcus Triscothic. with a man who's got 10,000 runs for England across all formats but it all started at Keensham down here I've got no idea where Keensham is by the way Keensham can't you pronounce it go on say it Keensham 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 is that what I need makes it? it a little bit easier yeah but I was born in born in Keensham um, lived in Bristol until um, I was 20 and then moved down here and been here ever since so scored a load of runs for Keensham didn't you very good. Um, I did, yeah, in my learn. time. In my time, yeah, it was good because obviously it had a great sort of junior setup and um, the whole club was run very nicely and it was just uh, a good place to be. Very, very social sort of club. Um, good crop of uh, young kids coming through and dads that are involved in the club, so it just sort of looked after itself. Was it your old man who dragged you down there to begin with? Yeah, I didn't need much dragging, I don't think. It was just <laughs> really? a case everybody was there. That's what we used to do. Weekends, Fridays were was junior night. Um, Saturday, Sunday, he'd be at the cricket club because Dad would be playing. and Either I'd be there either um, playing on the side or eventually playing myself. And then Mum and my sister were doing the tees after that. Perfect. Well, we're down here, obviously, in, in Taunton, in Somerset. I mean, it's a part of the world. I've not really been down too much. But, obviously, Brooksy, you assure me that this is like cricket-mad country. You'll testify to that as well, won't so you? So has he dragged you down here all the way to, just to do the podcast tonight? Well, well, we wanted to come down. That's a good effort. Because normally you just like do it's it from another studio. It's about time down here, mate. Normally you'd be... Where are you from, Leeds? Has been well, a while. Yeah, Yorkshire, yeah. Sheffield. It's been a year since our last pod. So. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so we've been prolonging it for a while. That makes sense. And exactly. it's Cheltenham tomorrow, so okay. it's on the way back. Okay. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> exactly. But it's... Um, it is, I mean, there's... You know, without being demeaning to Taunton, there's not a great deal else to do apart from watch cricket. So cricket is like number one focus. Mm. Without being demeaning, I'm going to be demeaning anyway. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to think. You've got, you've got extra Chiefs is about what 30 minutes down the road. Um, Bristol, you've got Bristol Rugby, Bath yeah. up there. You've got Bristol City, Bristol Rovers, all within sort of 50 minutes an hour away. Um, but Taunton itself, yes, is a small is a small town, and there's not a great deal happening. But I guess that adds to the appeal. Just try and be out of the way and. You know, have a quiet life almost. Do you get a sense of that in the summer then? Like, this is for you as well, Brooksy, that when you're at Taunton, you're playing at home, 
and there's you know a few people there, it is because they genuinely want to be there, and they're not just wandering past Headingley, for example, and they see that they can get in for nothing. Or they whatever. travel from far as well. Like, yeah. Taun- like Somerset is basically the West Country, isn't it? Devon, Cornwall, mm. and Somerset. Absolutely, because there's no other professional cricket further west, and there's a there's a lot of land. There's not a lot of people further west, but there's a lot of land. There's a lot of um, probably clubs and strong leagues down there as well. Um, but people are cricket mad around here. I think after Yorkshire, it's the second most second biggest supported county mm. yeah, and you can see that thing, in the crowds it? like the crowds are amazing like yeah. championship because it's a slightly smaller ground than the than the big international grounds the atmosphere is incredible on mm. nice hot days isn't it when the, yeah. when the, when somerset are playing well i think That's it's the second biggest membership isn't it sold membership every year yeah i think yorkshire are the highest and then we're pretty close to it i think when you go on nice. tour as well with the barmy army you can tell how big somerset is as a county cricket club because of how many people are there as well you can gauge mm. it by how many cricket fans are there and a lot of Somerset fans come on tour yeah, they've all us. got the caps on and the yeah. stuff I, I noticed that actually and in they've South been Africa, unbearable yeah. with the current crop that they've bought through well, they've, got, <laughs> they've got an identity down here as well yeah um, obviously with the cider and the um, Blackbird is sung every test match in the pubs after yeah. well we sing it in the change rooms every time we win a game so <laughs> yeah, I, had to, yeah. I had to learn the words yeah. quite quickly last year I was holding up a bit of paper me and Azar Ali forget Ali. me and Azar <laughs> Ali the, the two the good two guys who weren't fluent in Blackbird <laughs> mate, so you, you're literally holding a song sheet was he, was he bad or was he good first, first attempt this, like, <laughs> we sang it a lot didn't we well yeah we did actually last summer last year yeah um, but I reckon, you know, when they first, when you get newbies come in and they start singing the song, it's always quite a bit of entertainment and they're just la 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 la, <laughs> la burr, and then away they go. But it's, um, yeah, he picked up pretty quick, I think. Love that. So played loads of county cricket, lots of success. That got you in the England team, didn't it? First Test 100 in Gaul, isn't it? Yeah. That's actually where the Barmy Army are headed next. Yeah. So happy memories from being in Gaul, I suspect. Because mm. it was, it, it, was that where you were just sweeping... Muller Rutherford to death. No, 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 not massive mate in that innings, <laughs> but it was, um, you had to have a method more than anything else. But I just remember it being so hot. Sh- yeah. Sri Lanka is absolutely boiling and one of the hottest places I've played in, along with a couple of other you know, places around the world. But if you can cope with the heat and you can cut, understand the method against spin, then you can generally do okay because it's, you know, the pitches are pretty good there for, for sort of three days and then it, obviously they spin towards the end. But um, Didn't take you good. long, really, did it, to get used to the method of how to play spin? <laughs> um, well, with, I was really lucky, actually. To, my method against spin, I could always sweep the ball, right? But um, my first three trips away was Pakistan, Sri Lanka, India. So you got a real berth. Um, and I was working with Duncan Fletcher, who was giving me and giving up a lot of the lads in the team ideas about how to play spin. And you're coming up with the forward press, and that, which is quite infamous now about it all. But, you know, you picked up. Uh, a game quite quickly because you're facing yeah. thousands of spinners in the in the nets. You're playing, you know, you're in tours in that part of the world, which you, you're learning quickly. You have to, um, and you, you know, you you get a gist of it. What you're trying to pick it up. Yeah. Who were the best spinners you played against in that era? Well, Murrilytherin was hard work, as you can imagine, um, especially in those sort of conditions. Can you pick him? I didn't pick when he had his doosra. No. So first and foremost, when he had a, an off spinner and. Um, he used to roll over the top one like a st- uh, straight honour, wasn't it? Top spinner. Um, and then he introduced a douche and I used to kick it for fun. <laughs> and, and it, was a, it was around the time then that DRS was starting to get wind of, you know, the umpires were starting to understand that if you're in line, even on the front foot, it was out. So they were just bang, gone. Um, and I didn't pick that at all, no. no couldn't understand it. Did you like touring Sri Lanka? Because, I mean, this one, I've only been on a couple of tours with the Barmy Army. That was mm. one of them. And it was awesome, and I'm really good to that. I'm not going again this time because it's so it's brilliant, isn't it? It's a really like strange place. It's different to what you expect. Good memories yeah. of being in there, yeah, or, yeah. very much so. Yeah. yeah, it was a good place actually, um, and I reckon it's the place I've toured more than anywhere else because I did. Okay. 
under 19s then we had i've been there a couple of times a couple of times on test tours then we did um the icc champions trophy was there for a period of time so mm. i reckon i've done it sort of four or five times and it's uh you know it's like we say apart from the heat everything else is it looks after itself it's a pretty good place um and the cricket's good you know we played against some good sides when they were out there but yeah, yeah it's good fond memories of it you've been out there jack i've been there four or five times as well ironically um done a pre-season there with yorkshire okay bit of england lions nice um it's a fantastic place to go but it's it's testing to play cricket and just because of how humid it is and i mm. sweat at the best of times my uh <laughs> Moisture content in the jock strap was pretty high whenever I played. <laughs> really? Honestly, <laughs> come on. Absolutely drenched. Like everything you're wearing is drenched. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Within a few so minutes. True. I've played one day cricket there. And, but um, the jock strap, especially moist. <laughs> everywhere, mate. Everywhere. Um, but it's, it's a great place to tour. There's a lot to do off field as well, which is good fun. And the, and the locals are absolutely mad on cricket, aren't they? They're, they're yeah. brilliant. We were chatting to um, one of the Barmy Army members in the car on the way down here, Chris, weren't we? And he was saying, that Marcus, you've been playing cricket for. This is going to sound really bad and really smug of me, but you've actually been you played professional cricket for longer than me and Chris have been alive, <laughs> right, which I bet you get quite a lot. And obviously, the last couple of years at Somerset, you'll been playing with lads who weren't born when you started your professional. How old are career. you two now? Then? So I, I've had a tough paper round. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. you look like yeah. I could understand you're tw not 27, but you look yeah. at least 35. It's so true, isn't it? And it's the hairline, isn't it? Tough paper round. Like it was all uphill into the wind, by the way. Uphill and into the wind. So happens in Yorkshire those paper rounds. <laughs> oh dear. You're not the first or the last person to say that about him. No, I'm not. So that's why I'm completely <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm completely cool with that. So how has it how has it changed in that time? Because it must. must must have been mm. weird back end when you're playing with all these young lads, Don Bess and, and the like, who were kids effectively, yeah. and you're thinking, oh my word. There was some of them, like I'm playing some of the second team games, and it was like, you know, I, I sort of um, I teach some of these lads on during the week when I go and coach at, at the school where I work. Um, <laughs> it was very strange. Yeah, 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 you can imagine sort of like some 15, 16 year olds who are in there playing second team cricket, but you know, old enough to be their dad, and we're, we're playing in the same side, but. I, I quite enjoyed it. I didn't have a problem with it at all. You know, I thought, you know, you're educating these next generation of kids coming through. Yeah. And you can, the best place to do it is out on the pitch because you can sort of see them in the moment, how they're exactly how they're performing and understanding what's going on. Was there anyone like that when you were sort of 16, 17, 18 in the county setup who was of that kind of, obviously, you know, probably not anybody 41 or 42, yeah. but. Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> well, my, my first captain was Chris Tavare. Right. So, Seriously? Yeah. So, his, so you played cricket with Chris Tavares? Yeah, his last year, I think it was, for Somerset, in 93, was my first year. That's amazing. And he, he, would have been, amazing. he must have been late 30s, maybe even 40. I'm, I'm not sure when he finished, but Goodness obviously that, that era feels like a million years ago, doesn't it? Amazing. Chris Tavares. He had a rep for blocking it, didn't he? Proper. Yeah. Proper yeah. blocker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice guy. Lovely bloke. That's um, great. Just that sort of era sort of changed really. But I didn't I didn't get to know him that well. Um I only played sort of three games in that summer and I was mainly in the seconds he would have been playing in the first team. Yeah. But still having that sort of calibre of, of player in the first team. What was it like in the changing the room with those guys, were they? Oh, I I just sort of sat in the corner. I had the worst changing <laughs> spot in the world, right next to the toilet. <laughs> and it used to, the door was there and my kit was like there right next to it. But you just sort of kept your head down and just <laughs> do got on with it. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. do what you got to do. And I didn't. I did do very well in those sort of three games, but it was uh, 
you know, to be 17 years old and going into that sort of environment, seeing some of these people. When did you in. graduate out of the corner spot? When the changing room, when the actual stands moved and we had to move into where, where we are now. And you thought, I'm um, not having any of that no, stuff. No, I, I didn't want to change. I'm quite sort of uh, ritual, I suppose, in, in, watching, in staying in certain places. So I wanted to stay there. That's where I sort of yeah. started my career and that's where I finished it in next to the piss house in the toilet <laughs> yeah. but, so then when we move across to the other side into the new uh, Andy Carrick pavilion I luckily got the choice of where I wanted to sit nice and I was obviously chose the spot that I did a lot more plush I'd imagine definitely well. yeah I've now handed it over obviously Who's now taking it? Tom Abel Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I yeah. wanted to hand it over to somebody who I knew was going to be around for a long period of time so we can trust for that yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 Brooksy, like Brooksy you know have handed it over to you no i'm happy where i was um a few I'm people physio a, a few <laughs> lads left last year so there's been a little bit of shuffling around there were a right. few spots available but um where i am i can see everything in the change room and i can see out on the field so i'm happy where it's i can right, keep an eye on everyone it's, it's almost in the middle but i can just sort of everyone around me right in the middle of it we don't want to be next to anybody too messy either but really who's next to you bessie i'm in between oh, george bessie bartlett was. and tom lamaby now to yeah, the okay. young lads george is he has some decent um, blow-ups when he comes back, doesn't he? Yeah. When he comes back, I might end up with a bat in my ear at one point, yeah. but um, that should be all right where I am. <laughs> nice. I'm Love the oldest that. in the squad now. Oh, yeah. Hey, really? Now this big man, Peter What's Trigo, will bug it off. James Hildreth is... I'm older than James Hildreth, and he looks like he's five years older. He does look old, doesn't he? I'm older he than... Looks like, he looks like... Does he... Does he I was going to say, yeah. he, looks old, he looks older than me already. The same year, um, same school year, I think. I'm just a few months older than him, and right. Rolla van der Merwe as well. I'm older than him, which is ridiculous, because he's old South African mentally where do you fit in now mid-table <laughs> I'm one of the mature ones I reckon never be never be you say that, that. the reason Trez stayed so long in his career was he's got the maturity of a 17 year old correct really yeah easily just perennially immature totally for yeah. someone that's Love played that. against him for so long totally. someone I watched on TV and he's a legend and you never know what he's going to be like and you just go in, within a few days you're like oh wow this guy's just a big kid yeah that's great <laughs> that's what happens though if you're going in and you're playing cricket and you're in the same pl- you're going to yeah. be you're going to have a laugh aren't you my humour is quite <laughs> simple humour I guess and it's just like you know you don't want to get too serious there's no need to that's so great. you didn't sit next to Trotty in the changing room no, no I didn't sit next to Trotty no no the England changing rooms were different because you're always moving around obviously one changing room to the next mm. and stuff but they're always very different what was um, I had Hoggard quite a bit he was he was a nightmare, wasn't he? Yeah. He liked wrestling and just odd, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. odd. Heard he likes like from Yorkshire. Mm. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right there, Hoggy. Isn't he? We've not had him on the pod. Yeah, he's brilliant. On. You should get Hoggy on. He'd be excellent, would he? Because he can—he's very intellectual, Hoggard. Right. Yeah. Really. Um, but the wealth of knowledge that he has is like, what? how do you know that? <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> then he acts the complete fool. You know, just, just plays up to it a bit. Brilliant. He's, but he is brilliant. Yeah. Hello, we're just going to break away from the podcast for a moment to tell you all about the Barmy Army membership. Our members are the lifeblood of the Barmy Army and your subscriptions allow us to keep carry on working hard behind the scenes to maximise the enjoyment of English cricket for the masses really, both home and abroad, whilst we also bring the experience to a wider audience through social media and also come to think of it, this very podcast. First class membership is just 30 quid a year. It brings you loads of benefits like exclusive priority access to England tickets. And it's not just England tickets either. It's things like T20 finals day 
and discounts on a wide range of brands as well. 20% off New Balance kit, perfect at the start of the new season. 15% off Luke Roper menswear, really smart. And also 10% off TM Lewin, fancy. We're also due to go live with a new rewards platform as well in the coming weeks, which will see first-class members entitled to even more partner offers with over 100 retailers like ASOS, Adidas, Tesco, Costa Coffee, Amazon, Marks & Spencers, etc. You name it, we've got it on our rewards platform. On top of your cricket access and the partner offers, being a member also gives you really cool opportunities. For example, playing for the Barmy Army cricket team. When we were in Newlands the other week, in Cape Town, amazing opportunity for our members. They got to play at Newlands on the ground against the TalkSport commentary team and a couple of other local teams as well. And also, when we play Australia in the Ashes, we get to play against the Fanatics in the famous Bashers series. So that's another perk. So in my humble and completely unbiased opinion, it's worth that 30 quid just to guarantee your tickets with the Barmy Army and the Holly stand at Edgebaston. But when you add in all the other stuff as well... It becomes a bit of a no-brainer. You can sign up at barmyarmy.com forward slash first class and be officially part of the greatest supporters group in any sport in the world. Anyway, let's get back to me, Brooksy, Millard and, well, the man that we're all here for, Marcus Triscotti. You must have made some mates in that dressing room. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, playing for a number of years together, um, you forge relationships quicker than you do with others and and you sort of have your own group of people that you um, spend a lot of time with and others that you spend less time with. But there was no real issues within it. You know, we had, you know, you had disagreements and arguments as anyone else did, but all for trying to get the best out of the team more than anything else. It's changed a little bit now, hasn't it? Because you look at it now and you're looking at South Africa, obviously we were there and we were a little bit closer to it, you and I, Chris, but you see that they all seem like they're really good mates and they're really pally and all that and it just seems different. I suppose that's the way it's going, but how much has that changed? You've had 27 years there to mm. sort of look at and from the start when you're playing with Chris Tavare to at the end <laughs> when you're playing with Don Best, how much has it changed from being a young lad to breaking into the team to playing for England the professionalism side of, I mean we speak about Huge. this a lot on the pod don't we but yeah. I bet that's, a, that's probably one of the big things uh, isn't definitely, it definitely definitely more about the sort of the attitude to, that goes on you know I remember if you first started the first sort of um, couple of years when you're on away trips you know Friday Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights were a very social place <laughs> Disco kit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's, like, it's very very different the amount of people used to be sleeping under a uh, under a table, you know, when you're, the lads were fielding or you were batting and you're not actually batting and you'd be asleep. But no, that's just completely frowned upon unless you've bowled sort of 20-odd overs and then the boys are allowed to knit for a kit. Um, you know, but it's now the, the fielding, the the athleticism to what goes in, the professionalism behind the scenes is, is completely different. And uh, for the better of the game, definitely, because it's, you know, the spectacles, what is provided for people to see is is massively different. You said that, but you still saw like amazing catches, <coughs> like 05, for example, Strauss's catch. Amazing, amazing yeah, athleticism but, but it's and time by, It's changed by then. Yeah. I, I, I it, it was it had changed, but it's still growing. And even now mm. it's still growing. And in 5, 10, 15 years' time, you'll see... Greater things again. There'll, there'll, be, be, there'll be more. Monotonous monotonous and boring. Yeah. A greater video on social media, the, the display of professional <laughs> athleticism, than a video that surfaced of yourself last year. It's, it's such a shame <laughs> that you can't sort of tag on a video so people can really see, isn't it? And I'm sure you can. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. There, do. there must yeah. be something you can sort of like, you can just uh, search up whatever it may be. But um, not my finest moment. I wouldn't say <laughs> so. But, funny. But gave many it people a laugh. Genius. 
the, the best bit is that none of the lads really saw it when you know they were all no. inside mucking around <laughs> and then me and steve were just steve davis obviously me and him were running together out in the middle and it was like hey what, what about that sat there on the like after we batted and got out and we were just discussing it and i said let's have a look at it on the video <laughs> and none of the lads had seen it it's like where's this come from it's like and suddenly bang it's gone viral around the world, and it's like incredible difference. Amazing! You loved that, Brooksy, didn't you? Oh, it was gold. Like we were all just crowded round the um, the like the cricket stat replay, and I didn't see it live. I, for some reason, I don't know what I was doing. I usually watch cricket vividly, don't I? So. Yeah, you do. Um, but yeah, honestly, it was so. I was in tears for a long for days. <laughs> you kept sharing that. Um, I mean, a lot of the views will have come from well, one, the of the lads, one of the lads put it on Twitter. Ollie Sale put it on Twitter straight away, and it went around the world about a thousand times, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and because Trez who's who he is. Yeah. Everyone just piled into it, Love but it's it. also a bit sad that the career he's had. <laughs> that was the most shown video. <laughs> last that, was the che- that was the cherry on top. <laughs> it makes me laugh. So if that's, I'm I'm more than happy with that. The the bit that really concerns me is when they start comparing it. Have you seen the video of Samit Patel? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when it starts getting tagged next to that, it's yeah. the first thing I thought of. That, to no. the same video. No, it was just like, oh no way. Oh really? But, yeah. yeah. But I don't mind. I, I'm quite up for a laugh. Things like that. So there was another little issue. giggle that that week as well. It was a twos game down in Sussex, and it was a three day game and a one day game I think the one day game was the day before so Trez drove me down and you played the one day game didn't you yeah. you hadn't played one day cricket for four years yeah ages and, and, um, well, I played the odd game Trez skipped the team as well I don't know why because <laughs> he wasn't going to be playing in the in the one day oh, side no, it's good value but he forgot the rule he didn't know the modern rules of one day cricket <laughs> he thought it was still 15 overs power play two men out and I'm bowling with I'm coming up to my like fourth fifth over and we were like talking about the film. I wanted to pit another man out for after 10 yeah. overs. And he was like, you can't. I was like, the rules changed years ago. Trez, how long have you played cricket? <laughs> Quality. You can remember the rules, could you? No, stuck in my ways. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I loved that. You actually had a go at captain in England as well when Vaughan did his knee, didn't you? And yeah. How did you find that? Did you actually enjoy that? Cap- I mean, captain in England. Yeah. You probably no, did, I did, yeah. I quite enjoyed that sort of opportunity. Mm. Um but it's always nice because then you can just hand it back and go carry on Vaughan you carry on and do <laughs> that the, was fun. the real work yeah, yeah you know it's like great for a little test match here and there I did I think I did a one day series in Pakistan and I think we lost every game and that was <laughs> really? just like the only nice thing about it is you've got a suite instead of a normal room <laughs> um, but it was it was different um, and I, I'm, I'm almost glad I didn't get an opportunity to do it full time because I think the burden of it would have been Too very much. tricky yeah very tricky just to you know, I think you know. At the time, you're looking at it and think, "Yeah, I'd love to do the job." Yeah. And of course, you, I I don't know how I would have gone when I've taken it on. But then you see the realization of actually the work that goes into it, the stresses and the strains and everything that's sort of the media attention behind it. It's far greater than people realize. So, as an opening batsman, you'd have probably been definitely sort of talked about by a lot of people as being you know natural successor or whatever, wouldn't you? As, as, as to to do it. So it's um, yeah, I suppose it's a strange one. Thorny did all right though, didn't he? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. All did right, you like him he? as captain? How, how yeah, was he, he was good. Was so good we, we worked well together. We worked very well together. We we're very close. Yeah. Um, and we sort of, you know, just didn't necessarily come up with plans, but you know, we could sort of bounce off each other in different ways. He was quite tough with certain players at certain times, where I could sort of look after other things for him, along with the, the rest of the management group to try and put things in place really. so you like so the mother in the background it you? was easy to you know to look after certain things for him yeah so yeah. he didn't have to worry about certain parts for it good cop bad cop kind of situation sort of tends to work that doesn't it yeah, well, yeah it, it can do he, I'm not you. saying he was bad cop all the time because yeah. he, he was very um, sympathetic to a lot of things that were going on with various people but mm. um, he had the ability to crack the whip better than what I would have done 
He strikes me as being a bit of ahead of his time, really, in terms of, like you said, sympathetic, because he was mm. sympathetic towards you, and it's obviously well documented about your you know, struggles and sort of then opening up with mental health. He was really sympathetic mm. with that, wasn't he? I suspect. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You, you tell us. Yeah, but... I, I, because we had the good enough relationship that we could talk mm. about it and sort of understand, I could try and relate to him what was going on. Um, you know, and we just you build that relationship, and that's the important yeah. part of it because then you can communicate together to say, right, I'm struggling or um, I'm good, whatever it may be, and we, you know, you work out a way of, of coming through it. And do you think that if it was a different captain, you probably wouldn't have been able to do that as easily and talk about that kind of stuff with with management, a captain, etc.? I don't know. I really don't know. Mm. I obviously don't. It's a hypothetical question, mm. but I, I'm not sure. You know, as I say, the key bit is we had a very good relationship. But I had a good relationship with NASA also, or yeah. I think Alex Stewart did it, and again, I was good mates with him. But um, you know, we worked closest closer together, me and Vaughan, over a good period of time. Yeah, oh five, ninety at Edgbaston. I bet that was like you know. Do you look back on that as kind of an out of body experience sometimes a little bit? I'd like to experience that <coughs> that whole series again. Yeah, knowing a knowing the result or b being a supporter. Right. Rather yeah. than being yeah, stuck yeah. in it and just yeah. like, what's happening? You know, this is just amazing. And at the same time, nerve wracking. And, you know, I'm not really sure what's happening over these sort of five weeks uh, of the games. But amazing. You know, when you try and you see clips of it now and you sort of get the goosebumps yeah. of, of things that have gone on. Did like, you think it changed the game, that series? Test cricket in the UK. Do you think it changed at all after that? I think it added something, yeah. Uh, to exactly what, in what extent, I'm not really sure. But, you know, the hype changed around everything after that. Um, and then people had a different approach towards cricket, like it does when, when whenever we win anything. Like we win the World Cup this summer, mm. people's approach to cricket suddenly picks up because it's got euphoria around it, hasn't it? And I think the Ashes '05 definitely did that at the same time. Did you feel? Plus, it, it was last. It was last series on Treasure, wasn't it? So yeah. you know the viewing figures were were massive in comparison. Huge, did you yeah. feel it building as the series went on, like with country and the media and people just ran probably on the street when you go home? Did you feel everything like? This yeah. is something special here. Yeah. Well, you, if you go through it sort of chronologically throughout the sort of five test matches, the first week we got absolutely stuffed at Lords. Yeah. Um, and we were lucky we had a week off after that because the media were all, all over it. And, you know, the headlines and stuff like that was just like, you know, get away from it and just sort of forget about what had happened. Come back to Taunton and chill out. Yeah. yeah. Come back, put the kit away, think about, right, what we're going to do next week, and then come back into it with a fresh mind, almost starting the series again with a with a different approach to go. Right, we can't play like that. If we're going to play like that, we're going to get stuffed. You know, we've got to play like we, what we've built, what we've created. Um, and then it just flowed after that. And we want McGraw and hopefully yeah, be more aggressive. <laughs> and just so if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least we've done done it the way that we've we've built over the last sort of eighteen months. Um, and it sort of flowed after that. And then you could f you could sense it. Everybody was getting on the Australian cases. There was media reports of problems within the camp. Ponting, Warren, and then there was Hayden had created something with some kid, or wasn't it? You abuse some kids in one of the line, whatever it was. Everything was going in our way. You know, there was no bad stories about us. Everything was about them, and suddenly everybody was on our side. The whole country was against them, and it was just you could sense the pressure was building on them more than it was building on it us. It was class to watch. I still yeah. remember it vividly. Yeah, it's like what got me into twenty-one. It's a thirty-five-year-old. What got me into cricket? Really, you know, for, for, for you and me, it was great, wasn't it? That, that whole series was, was absolutely amazing. On, what do you remember about the support as well? Because 
There's a there's a thing, isn't there, where when you're playing county cricket, you get a taste of playing in front of a massive crowd, probably on T20 and on finals day, and and in the when you play the one day cup final and that. That's when you get full houses and whatever. And when there's mm. nothing else to do down here, yeah. as you refer to well, it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but but when you play for England, you get that real sense of. Right, there's actually a few thousand people sat there all singing my name yeah. in the box. Did you, by the way, on that, did you like your Barmy Army song? Can you remember what it was? No. No, we, were, we aren't going to go and try and sing it, but it was um, Triscothic Superstar scores more runs than Tendal Car, something like okay. that. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, no? it does. <laughs> does, yeah. It, does it? Yeah. Does it? Yeah. He knew, he knew. Yeah. He's going no, no, and no, sings no, at no, home, probably. Second verse. Good, good. Second verse. Um, it was uh, about Brian Lara or something. Scores more yeah. yeah. than Brian Lara. Yeah, we, we had a member of the Barmy Army on the front. Yeah, the, the founder of the, the Barmy Army. I wasn't yeah. going to out him, but yeah. he, we had him singing it on the way down, actually. Who makes him more like one of his favourites? A collective of a lot of people that come on tour. Really? Everyone comes with an idea. Well, let's make up. Yeah, make a song. It's a right long old tour, isn't it? Test yeah. cricket, so there's a lot of time in the pub spent. Oh, Don Bess is here. We need a song for him. Yeah. On, on that, actually, quickly. Does he drink? Because his song is, I want to go on the piss with Dommy Bess. <laughs> Hey, yeah, he yeah, drinks he drink. a vicious rumour yeah. around the camp that Not he very didn't one. drink. Yeah, he no, he singing, yeah when I die, they'll lay me to rest. I want to go on the piss with Dommy Bess, right? So, uh, but then this rumour's gone around, hasn't it, when we're in Port Elizabeth? Because Stokesy and the lads in the slips were loving it as he's getting his five for um, at PE. He watched more of us than the actual game, Dommy Bess, when he was down at he was down third at, man. He was just <laughs> like that. He's a fan, so he'd probably been wondering how the hell he's got there. Mate, the bowling, the bowling. He was absolutely loving it, and but then everyone was going, you know, he doesn't. He's teetotal, and he's obviously still alive. So that song doesn't make any sense. So we're like, oh no, no, he's not teetotal. Well, that's no. good. That ma- that means the song can carry on. Yeah, or it makes it slightly worse. I don't know. But anyway, but you, uh, but you, your song, you obviously, you know, I mean, you didn't remember it until I brought yeah. it up a minute ago. But that's different, isn't it? That's different class when you've got people, hordes and hordes of Barmy Army singing it. That's it's it's, a, um, it's not embarrassing. Probably not the right way to put it, but you're always a little bit sheepish when it's happening I'd say it's not it's not the most comfortable place to be when they're singing yeah. your name in that sort of environment but um, there are certain places which you remember the noise of the crowds more than others yeah. um, Edgebaston was definitely a, a ground that you experience and it's like you know especially on a Saturday in the in the was it the Holly, Holly Stand yeah. yeah the Holly um, Stand West Stand at Western Terrace. Uh, what Western I used Terrace. to be Western Terrace. Yeah, yeah. at uh, Headingley. That, but although we didn't play the Ashes up there that time, um, that's always unique, especially when it's when the uh, unis are there. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. And then you remember, you think you're back to the uh, Old Trafford. Obviously, get, I remember we got stuck outside the ground. Couldn't get into the ground before the, the well, start. People of the were queuing around the block, five. weren't they? Yeah. Well, all the they shut the roads all around, and we were like. <laughs> Right, what are we going to do here? And it's like, we've got to try and get into the ground. And their roads are closed, so we have to just, well, I had to drive down the wrong side of the road. And the copper gave me an absolute barrage of abuse at the bottom, but he eventually let us in, luckily. Do you know who you are? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have to say that. And he was like, oh, <laughs> yes. yes, love that. Arrogant. Is that the only time you've said it? Um, no, I would have probably used it a few times. Like not very often. I don't, I don't particularly enjoy using it, to be honest. But um, except for if it's for upgrade on a flight somewhere. Then absolutely, you might try it on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then it, I think you get lost in it. Yeah, you, know, you do because it's it's there. It's the norm. Unless something's happened which is unique, or there's you know people running around the stands and causing havoc, then it's uh, you, you, you 
you're focused on the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when just like white a, noise. Yeah. When there's you know? when Donald Trump turns up with an army of people yeah. behind him and starts giving it a little wave, and there's an extra noise. That's when it starts turning a little bit. Well, hello, what's going on? I suppose <laughs> yeah. that takes you out. of That it sort of thing. Yeah. You've yeah. a really bizarre mind. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Well, I only got what I saw. Trump I only saw what I saw in the Holly stand last year, where there was a fella dressed as Donald. And the next thing, Kim Jong Un turned up. Amazing. I thought you made that up. I wouldn't make that up. I'm too old for that. 35, you should know that, by the way. Get over it. Um, <laughs> what's, what's your best memories then of playing for England? Because you must... I'm 05, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, but yeah. elsewhere, there must be... You must have some... You know, without making it too... Oh, tell us a few stories, Marcus. I want to hear some of the things that you got and talk... That might not necessarily, easy for me to say, have seen as a fan on the mm. telly. Things behind closed doors that you've really enjoyed, you know? There's millions, isn't there? Because, you you know, moments of celebrations... You know, of course it is... 05 is the one that stands out because there was great moments that built over a long period of time. Um, I think you then remember certain um, nights in the changing room or... Um, you know, there was one night I remember in in Lahore of all places, and I think what was that? Oh four, right? I think we no, after after oh five, wasn't it? So after that series, so it was uh, end of oh five, end of oh five, December, yeah. yeah. And um, we lost the second test match, and it was the series was over. Vodafone had um, organised a sort of karaoke night for us. <laughs> in the hotel thanks, thanks for that lads yeah and it was like it was only just for the players for some reason and the staff but everyone was so annoyed and disappointed that only about eight of us turned up <laughs> we had this massive room <laughs> right a karaoke machine and then as much drink in Pakistan because you know what it's like trying to get drink in Pakistan yeah. is not an impossible dry. Um, and all this beer and tequila and all this stuff that had rocked up from the high commission and about eight of us there just messing around. And it turned into <laughs> one of the most entertaining karaoke nights I've ever heard. I think it was me, KP, Paul Nixon, Hoggard was there, uh, Jim, the guy from Vodafone. And, and it was just <laughs> Jim, like, the guy from Vodafone. <laughs> Who was the best singer? I can't remember because we absolutely <laughs> smashed the bits. I remember headbutting KP <laughs> and I thought it broke his nose. <laughs> he pinned it down on the floor and I just went bang like that. I'm knotted in one. Straight across the bridge of his nose. Got a bit round. What are we doing? Having like, a wrestle oh or something? God. Yeah, we were mucking about. After you know, too much tequila does that to you, doesn't it? <laughs> and it just ended up being in the middle of the hall in this hotel where no one else knows behind closed doors. The best karaoke singing you've ever heard. I mean, at the end of it, all of us got on stage, all eight of us, or whatever it was, and just sang to the empty room. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you and good night. Yeah, yeah it was brilliant. Amazing. And that was it. At like two o'clock in the morning, right? Let's go to bed. Let's, that off is, we go. I'd love That's to hear Jim's from Vodafone's account. Yeah, that night. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he was loving that Jim from Vodafone. Definitely awesome. Yeah. Right, so, what was your song of choice? I can't remember what I. You can't remember now. No. Come on, you can. No, I think the interesting not. question is: Would you have had butted KP a little bit harder if you knew what? <laughs> <laughs> no comment, of course. But, no. He was a good man, KP. I don't know what you're yeah. on about. No, was it? In seriousness, was he? Because we've chatted. To Paul Nixon fine. about that, and he said he was great. And Absolutely, no problems at all. Yeah. No problems at all. Cool. Whether things changed, it, it looked like it might have done gradually through time. Yeah. Um, but still getting well with it now. No problems at all. Um, you know, he just he was a bit out there, wasn't he, with his yeah. blue hair and all the different things that he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a fine player. Again, but, but people love that, though, didn't they? Yeah. People lap that up. You know, as, is as he the best you've seen? Yeah, the best English player I saw. Yeah, he was ahead of his time, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought he was special. 
yeah to some of the things he could do it was like in this day and age now he was yeah 10 15 years ahead of where where he is and there's a few more players that can do what he did but in the style that he did it there's there's not many better really you only played three t20 games for england but you did all right didn't you and you scored runs yeah do you wish that that had come in or you'd have played slightly more or um i tell you i wish i would have played a bit more t20 for my country yeah definitely because um i experienced it as a coach i went to south africa to for the t20 competition in um only sort of three weeks ago yeah and you know they were three amazing games they were good weren't they actually? Yeah. yeah three really yeah, tight games and the cricket was great the atmosphere they put on a great show over there really really good and you could sit down on the ground and, it, and take it all in and listen to everything that was happening and it was magical it was really really special to be there and, it, and see how good these players are now and yeah. the ball was just flying out the ground non-stop you know more sixes were hit than fours <laughs> it's, it's just the way that they play the game now it's just, game, it? just whack it yeah. out the ground that's great that, isn't it? and I wish I would have been part of that because you had the game for it didn't you potentially fair, yeah. potentially and it, and it was like it was it was a great game when it first started T20 cricket but now it's even greater because of the way that the batters have really taken it on the bowlers are the ones that are really struggling to sort of catch up and yeah. sort of any comment Brooks Batsman, find a way Bassman's game Brooksy well, we, I just think the margins for error have got so small now mm. um, bowlers always catch up and will find a way uh, it got to the point where wide Yorkers were in vogue about four or five years ago and people were bowling wide Yorks for fun and couldn't get hit anywhere mm. but now batters can hit 360 and they can reverse ramp and everything now which <laughs> has come yeah. into the game and like people play really well they just don't miss you see young yeah. lads practicing I mean you know wanging at everyone all the time like, well, we've done so much practice over the winter haven't we Somerset are really good at their one day batting and promoting mm. you finding a way and just doing what you want in the nets in the winter That's so good. the guys are trying funky things all the time which I'm no doubt a lot of other counties do as well um, but they just don't miss very often, do they? Mm. It's not as it like you can put me down there and try and ramp, and I'll hit one in twenty maybe, and it'll yeah. be like these guys are doing it almost everyone, hitting it where they want and getting little touches of the bat. And it's, it's, like, the, it's the skill level partly, but also the athleticism, the, the strength, the power training they do. Yeah, the bats have changed a little bit, but maybe in the last you know ten, fifteen years ago, the bats weren't quite as good. But um, it's not know, changed it's, that much. No, now, has I it? don't think no. it has. I don't think it has because mm. I think if you put the power of someone like a Ben Stokes give him a bat from you know when I was playing he'd still be banging it out of the ground <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. you know so I, I think it's you know the, the volume of training and the way that they've looked upon it in techniques and stuff is, is completely different so KP was well, I mean he was wasn't he miles ahead of his time in mm. that. it was interesting actually in South Africa seeing him kind of making friends with Matt Pryor and drutting around yeah. and stuff he just gives off this air of confidence doesn't he that, that's what it is and he obviously looks very uh, nicely done and nicely pruned and got his mm. shades on and whatever but yeah and it, it, it was something it must have been really cool to play with him he just came in with a different approach to what we'd had before mm. you know no one could come in in the style that he'd had you know I think it was the, the first game that we really saw it was the game at Bristol against Australia and he took him down and got 90, <clears throat> 90 to win the game um, and then it really kicked off after that, and then everyone, he played in. Everyone kind of forgets after. that that series was before the, the yeah. test. A lot series. of people right. refer to that game though as the game that KP was announced. That yeah. this, this man's magic. Yeah, because yeah. Aussies, I don't think, really knew, did they? At that point, they had no. no idea what to expect, and that was took dizzy down in that game. Didn't yeah. It? So we he played in the winter, yeah. hadn't he, in South Africa, and got three hundreds. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think it was the style of play and it was the situation of the game that really sort of took us back. It was like, well, we're at this game and he's come in and completely dominated <laughs> it and won the game by whacking it out of the ground. You know, we hadn't had that before in English cricket. Yeah. Not bad for a bowler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad eight. Yeah. 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 Bowler, bad eight. Awesome. Um, Somerset players of the past we've kind of touched on a little bit, but the, there's some big names there and coming in as well mm. into the county setup in the 90s. I mean, you'd have loads of 
like amazing sort of international players. It's cool because you guys now at Somerset have still got a couple more. You've got Matt Wade coming over, yeah. and Vernon Philander so as well. Absolutely yeah. nothing so, cool about. Well, of course he's going to say this, isn't he? And <laughs> to an extent, I agree. But two massive names of having. You know, international stars coming over and playing mm. counter cricket—that's that's pretty good, that, isn't it? I think it's quite common nowadays that you end up getting these quality overseas players, although mm. you don't necessarily get them for that long. You don't get season-long players very often. Of yeah. someone like a caliber of, of Matt Wade, you know, he's not going to be over for the whole summer because of the commitments that they have. But yeah. you know, to bring in these type of people and Corey Anderson over for the the T Twenty, it's Baba Zam for the T Twenty. special, isn't he? Yeah, Baba's going to be a, one of the greats of the game. I think he's he's that good. So. You know, putting all these plain, all these players into teams, everyone, most yeah. of the counties do very something very similar. Yeah. Um, it's always quite nice when you get these guys come in. And who, who, sorry, who are the, some of the best overseas you play with at Somerset? Mushy? Mushy, yeah, Mushy wow. would have been good. Mushtaq Ahmed. Um, there's lots of different ones along the way. You know, Ricky Pontoon came over for a bit. Then you had Sanaf Jayasuriya came over for a bit. Graham Smith. Um, Graham Smith. Did Ricky while. come when he was playing for Australia or yeah. was, and you were playing for England? Yeah. So well, I think we only played one game together because of my commitments with England. But yeah. um, it wasn't during an Ashes, obviously, an Ashes year. Mm-hmm. But it was great to have him reign, and the boys loved him. Absolutely loved him. He was a revelation to sort of come into the team with his approach to the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there was many good guys in. I think you had, you had bigger names back in that sort of time because they, they wanted to come over and experience. Now all the, the T20 cricket, it's a little bit harder for them. The IPLs and stuff, you know, the, the schedules they have is even, is even greater than when I was playing. Um, but there was many high-class performers that would have come over. It's interesting, that, isn't it? Because you look at the... Um, I remember last year in the IPL when Johnny, Johnny Bairstow was batting with David Warner, in, mm. in, you know, opening the batting together, and they had loads of success. And they almost, I mean, there was a photo, wasn't there, with them hugging after one of the matches. And, and you know, I was thinking, hello, that's, a, that's an interesting one. But now they're, they're going to have to deal with that a lot more, aren't they? Yeah. Playing lots of franchise cricket together Definitely. and then sort of going at each other in, in the test matches. And it's not dumbed it down, has it? They're still properly at each other. Mm. How did you find that then with, like, Ponting, for example? When you're, you said it wasn't an Ashes year, yeah. but did you sort of open up to him or did you? Well, I only got to play in one game, like I yeah. say, but... Um, you do form a friendship. I would have been around a bit more than just that one game and yeah. maybe in the change room when they were playing. Um, but it was enough that you could sort of form a friendship with it. Mm. I think nowadays, like you're saying, with Bairstow and David Warner, and they're going to spend two and a half months together, yeah. you know, you, you'll you get quite a close bond, especially opening the batting and form a partnership of what you've got to try and understand. You've got to try and separate them out because you can know once you flick the switch and you're playing against each other, it's completely different. Yeah. Um, but you, you get used to it while you're... Or you're playing against each other or Tricky with that. each other. Talking of playing against each other, you two have played against each other a lot in the um, last few years. Yeah, mm. we played regular sort of champo cricket. I've only played against you in maybe a couple of 2020s. I got you out in a T20, I remember. <sighs> nice. Taunton, nice. Which was a big deal to me at the time. Um, well, it still is, but obviously he's a. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, when no. people say <laughs> who are the like, good players you've got out, and just I grew up watching. Trez, so it still is a little bit surreal to walk in the change room. Obviously, you get to know them as people, you don't see them as cricketers, but it's yeah. still like, well, like I've played with and against this guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I got you. Oh, yeah, I got you out here, here in the championship last two years ago, I think, caught, in the first over at Court Gully. Big flashing was drive. Again. But he was someone I could never, <laughs> I hated bowling at. Yeah. And it wasn't, to, well, it was probably a little bit of the aura, but also just because of the way I bowl, trying to pitch up and be aggressive and attacking. No margin for error with him. He loves driving. He, he just felt like he could hit me for four every ball. Nice. I don't know what it was like him facing me. But I thought, here we go. It was all right. <laughs> Taunton, Taunton was good. 
because obviously it didn't seem as much but then you got a heading lean facing new ball then it was tricky because the length was a lot fuller yeah you always want people to bowl back on yeah, length I could get away fuller at heading but heading lean it was just like mm, yeah not for me gotta be uh, watching this never close. got him out heading lean though we were actually yeah. good battle like Somerset Yorkshire games all tended to be to result games yeah, didn't they they were did, good, yeah. good games yeah. yeah still are now actually last year we yeah. got Somerset got hammered up there last year Mm. But we smashed them down here, didn't we? Yeah. Will it be weird, Trez, this year then, sort of sitting on the sidelines and knowing that you're definitely not going to be part of it? I mean, you might be, I don't know, but... <laughs> no, I won't be part of it, no. Is it, but were you completely done, ready for uh, it? Yes, definitely. It, yeah. um, I, we were talking about, obviously, off-air before, weren't we, just about... Mm. I was a little bit worried about how it was going to be, the, the sort of transition from, you know, for playing for 27 years and then... Uh, walking away from it, not having to pick up your bats and you know get ready and sort of do all the prep that you'd have to do because I always love that part of it. Um, but yes, totally ready because it got to a point where I didn't enjoy it as much because it was harder than what it used to be. I yeah. couldn't see the ball as well. Um, you couldn't pick up the length as quickly as you wanted to, so you couldn't. I couldn't dominate and potentially you know, be the force that I want. I wanted to be and yeah. I was in the past. So it became a point where it was like, okay, this is not where it used to be I didn't I don't want to play it much longer like this um, how did you find the physical side the developments of the game you spoke about that a lot about how it's got a little bit tougher for the guys yeah. and was that part of it as well um, train hard one of the hardest trainers like, to be fair you're yeah, the best on the bike aren't you your little used legs to be I'm not so good anymore I haven't been on the bike for a while but um, it, it becomes a the challenge is the mental challenge of it you know can I can I put myself in it again and keep going through yeah. the pain and doing it all that way um, of course it gets harder because you take more painkillers every day and just sort of like keep your body going and um, getting it ready for the next day whatever it needs to do but um, it wasn't that wasn't part of the deciding factor or the thinking of why I don't do this anymore it was more of the cases that I'm just not good enough how I used to be really yeah. fair enough we're going to have a, one of Chris's special quizzes oh, you yes. like these books don't you uh. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's fine. I, you know, it's quality. We've had a look. It is, it's, it's not bad. In, in, in just a moment. Um, what now? Though you like your golf, don't you? Yeah. Um, handicap. Well, I'm. I play off six when we play with the lads. Is that robbery though? Well, I haven't put in a cards <laughs> for a few years. Right. Okay. I wouldn't. I haven't played for it to six for a while. I wouldn't say. What, is it, have, is it always under? Is it you shooting no. level par? No, I can have a good day, and I might. I'll be close to my handicap, but. Nice. More often than not, they're bad days and good days. Some good courses around here as well. Not many, actually. Is it not? I no, thought some decent links. Some nice little ones. Yeah, there is. There is a great. couple of. You've got Burnham and Barrow. Burnham and Barrow is, the, is great. It's the yeah. best sort of uh, championship course around. Um, mm. But you could do with a real nice one. Real yeah. nice one, yeah. There's scope for it. Nice. There's okay. room. Yeah. Yeah, there would be room, yeah. <laughs> There's there a lot definitely. of land. <laughs> there is a lot of land. We could do it with a proper championship course. Like we've got. You know, obviously, you've got links where you go down to yeah. the Devon and you've got some championship links yeah, courses yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. We need a good parkland course, which would be, you know, match up to something like the Belfry or something like that. Perfect. It's not far, though, is it? We drove past it on the way, didn't we, Chris? Um, talking of that, right, okay. I don't even, I say talking of that, we're not talking about that at all. <laughs> Look, give us your quiz then, Chris. Three questions for Brooksy, one question for Trez. First one, Brooksy, true or false, Trez has a test wicket. True. <gasps> well, I can't remember who it is. True, that is correct. He's got can quite we, a lot. Can we hear about it? I want, it, to, I want to hear about it. Yeah, it's a filthy wicket, really. <laughs> nice. Um, in Pakistan in 2001, um, I bowled first change in a test match for some <laughs> unknown reason. Who was that? NASA. I bowled okay. in the nets and I got the ball to swing, and the ball was swinging, so he said, Right, let's give it a go. And uh, <laughs> Genius. Yeah. Like, second over, I bowled a big wide slash down to the third man, and I think 
Andy Caddick dropped it on the boundary. Well, I think it was Caddick. It might have been Gilo. I can't remember. Dropped it. I was like, come on, that was my first opportunity. It was never going to happen back. again. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was at that time. And then next over, big wide drive. Smack straight to extra cover where Ashley took the catch. Imran Nazir. Nice. Good play. Oh, thanks for coming. Yeah, not yeah, a bad one and only test wicket. He didn't play for about ten years after that. <laughs> <laughs> so. I love that. Yeah. You got quite a lot of uh, list day wickets, though, didn't you? And, yeah. and one day wickets for England. You weren't Did. just. Uh, I got. What the did ball I, get? I think I got seven wickets in list day stuff for England, and I got. I don't know. I reckon I got about forty first class wickets. Who's your best you got out? Well, I got a first class hat trick. So. Really? Serious? I forgot about this. Yeah. I, didn't, I forgot about this. You got first. How class many first class hat tricks have you got? <laughs> I've never taken a hat trick in any form of cricket, even when I was a kid. <laughs> wow! Bowling like my brother in the hall. I never got one. <laughs> <laughs> can you remember who your first class sc- uh, scouts were in that hat trick? Then, oh, of course I can. I, I, I'm testing. Yeah. I don't know. Can we hear about the full hat trick? Yeah. I've only reeled off the story about a million times. <laughs> oh come on! I want to so, hear it then. Um, <laughs> against Australia A, right? Oh wow! So okay. proper test team. Yeah. Um, Gilchrist was number one. <laughs> Never heard of him. Yeah. Never heard no of him. way. Gilchrist number one. Then it was where? Um, Court Deep Square. Court Long On. <laughs> 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 and then I got. What um, was he on, Gilchrist, at the time? Uh, Eighty or ninety, I think. Oh, okay. like that. Um, then I got Joe Angel, um, LBW. Okay. And then Pete McIntyre caught behind. Nice. That's brilliant. That, that is quite three test players. That's that's good enough for me. Oh, that's class. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like to take a First class hat trick, yeah. Brooks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing he hasn't done in the game, is it? That's amazing. Yeah, because usually he likes chucking in the first class hundred thing. If we've got a bowler on, yeah, that's it. But um, no, that's. I mean, now I'm going to make sure every guest that we have on from here on in. Thanks for that, Marcus. Enjoyed that. <laughs> really good. So, of course, then carry on. Question, question two: <laughs> Why was Trez called Banger growing up? For his love of sausages, I believe. Correct. Is that correct? It is correct, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. brilliant. When did your um, culinary palate evolve from just sausages? Um, probably after, during my first year, I reckon. Right. Yeah, it was only during pre-season I'd rocked up and the food was average. <laughs> and they said, what do you want to eat? I said, well, I don't know, sausages? And they're like, <laughs> okay. So they then decided to feed me sausages for the next week. And then they nicknamed me the banger after that. Nice. And it stuck. Yeah, it's a, it, it just shows you really how long I played for because you, you evolve through nicknames. I've yeah. sort of gone through sort of three or four different ones over my time. And banger <laughs> doesn't really get used anymore. Yeah. Because um, that was like the original time. You know, sort of different ones come up. Mad fish or whatever it would be. <laughs> different. Yeah, people call you fish, don't they? Yeah, fish. It's like. Really? Different stuff. So you called him Banger, interestingly, before we came on air. Yeah, I don't call him Bang that often, though. More Trez or Tresley or... Right, OK. Marcus. Cricket is a fish. Fish. Yeah. It's like... I don't really call him Fish, no. Yeah. Far too much time to make up nicknames you like. <laughs> Coach, I'll call him now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Coach>. Yes. <laughs> there he is. I love that. Question uh, three? Question three. <laughs> Mr. Doctor. Mr. or Doctor? Marcus Tresley. He's probably got an honorary doctorate, hasn't he? from some university probably Bristol Uni or something Bath Bath is it yeah. and what might that be for have a guess um, how to make sausages <laughs> <laughs> close I'm a doctor of health 
health. Yeah. Really? Well, it yeah. sounds dangerously like a GP, actually, though, doesn't it? You could probably get away with <laughs> Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, drop your trousers yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> Have a look. <laughs> That's great, that. Yeah. Do you ever use it? Or no. You... <laughs> no. 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 So it was just for the work in um, the mental health stuff, really. Fantastic. Just sort of amazing, raising awareness well and, and doing the stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And things like that. So. You got an MBA as well? Brilliant. Any of those? MBA, yeah. Anything else you wanted? Yeah, could have done a really long quiz, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, could have done this, couldn't we? Um, There was a question for Trez about Brooksy as well. Yeah, it's not a quiz question. It's more a question about what's it like having this old fruit (laughs) around the place. Um, Different fruit, I'd say. Yeah, it comes with a different approach to what we potentially what we'd had at uh, at Somerset before. Um, Brilliant. Just uh, yeah, certain things, you know. Yeah. Introducing Carl to us and other people and yeah. other things, yeah. you know. Okay. Good addition to the dressing room, Carl. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Little things, you know. It's just a different Little approach to things. what we've had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make Brooksy flinch here, and it's not happening. Unmoved by no it. comment, mate. No comment. <laughs> but it's, yeah. been, it's been good because it, it's. Um, I like having different type of characters in the changing room because if you had just Somerset players. Because we have our own method almost, you know, there's a different way of life in this part of the world yeah. it can be. You need the influence of other people. And his experience of winning things with Yorkshire. Did you win things at North Ants? Um, no. So winning things at Yorkshire and especially the championship, yeah. you know, it sort of gave us a little bit of something. Because I remember we spoke a few times about, it. you know, what's it like, you know, the 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 difference of playing at Yorkshire, the um, expectation of playing there and the pressure of playing under that environment is different to potentially what it is at Somerset. Yeah, right, it is yeah. quite interesting to dip in, play for different teams and see what their little ways of going about things are, really. Um, unless Because uh, Somerset have got all their coaches, or majority of the coaches are guys who've come through their system and played mm. for them or coached for them or been in the area for all their career. Yorkshire were similar, up a, apart from Dizzy. Right. And then when I was at North Ants, um, you had like Dave Ripley, Dave Capel, ex-North Ants players. Um, they probably had their own methods and their own way of North. This is how North Ants do it. This is how Yorks do it. And this is how Somerset yeah. do it. Cool. And I'm not from either of those counties. I'm from a county that didn't play first-class cricket. Yeah. And I've kind of dipped in and out on a, a lot of these different areas, different things. It's, you just sort of new new things. And it's, it's nice to be sort of testing yourself in new environments and seeing how people work and playing with the likes of Trez and Hildy and these guys that I've played against for years and battled with and then seeing how they tick and like, oh yeah, and nice to actually think what they thought of me as a bowler and how they think I can improve as well. Yeah, that's quite cool. Especially at Taunton where I pitched where I never really had much success Mm. up until the year before I moved. Have you enjoyed the challenge? Yeah, it's been tough. Um, I think just moving clubs is tough, particularly that first season, no matter what. And we had a lot of success last year. Um, mm. as a team didn't we on field we didn't quite win the championship which would have been awesome it so would have been class that, that is it? the main yeah. reason mm. I moved there to try and win the championship with Somerset um, but it was a one day trophy final at Lords the last trophy final at Lords um, unfortunately I had a bit of a niggle at times so mm. I was a bit in and out of the team but um, when I did play I felt threatening and I felt like my game's going in the right direction so I was yeah. adding my worth to the team so to yeah. speak but Good it's man. different like you come to Somerset and they a lot of home games are back in there. They play two spinners. It's different tactics and mm. different dynamics, isn't it? So Yeah, just a bit. Um, also, we always ask this to our guests because we've obviously had you um, as a real reality TV star. Um, <laughs> we also had... Uh, we also had... Siddy. Um, Siddy, um, who was dancing on ice yeah. as well. Um, I think that's about it. But we asked James Foster and various others, what, what reality TV show would you do? I mean, you probably wouldn't do one. Have you been asked to do any? But I think you're a strict man. I've, I've been approached to... 
you know, they were, in the jungle. Strictly was was sort of talked about. Were your feet? Or was it? How, <laughs> how, how far <laughs> down the line of Strictly? Because I've no. heard that they kind of cold call you and go, "Just fancy doing it," and it's like quite. It got asked via obviously my management company. Yeah, it was sort of around the time that I'd just finished playing with England. Right. A couple of times they sort of inquired, and I, I don't know because I'd have gone straight away. No, no thanks. No, no thanks. Um, but I don't know how far it goes or what they get to and how yeah. they discuss it. I have no idea. But nice. Okay. Who was your manager at that time? Is it Fair Brother? Brother? Still the same. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So would you not do? Is that a no to Strictly? No, it's never a no. <laughs> is it? I don't think you sh- ever say no. no. I think I'd be shite in the jungle. <laughs> I'd, probably, everything. I'd probably. Well, no, I probably. I'd probably leave after about a day. Like in, <laughs> with my history of going on tour and stuff, but. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. You never say never with anything. Yeah. It depends. Okay. You know, if I'm out of a coaching job or not potentially working where I need to be, and then I, then. I'd, you might think about it. Nice. What would you have said, Brooksy? Would you have pulled with him? Up? Yeah. Well, yeah. He's entertaining, and he'll be good. He'll be good fun on on the something X-Factor. like the jungle. He'll be one of those guys <laughs> who's just walking around cleaning the camp, making sure everyone's all right. Yeah. He needs to bring Celebrity Big Brother back. He'd be in there. Might be a bit. in the diary room. Not, time. No. What would it? What would it be? Would it be sort of the lack of home comforts, the lack of cricket, or just the idiots that you'd be sharing <laughs> the it with? Lack of cricket. I'm not that <laughs> 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 making me out to be right the biggest badger in the world. <laughs> I have got a life. I can't deal without cricket. cricket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Really. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It'd probably be, um, you know, I'm. In all seriousness, I'm building my life back together on touring sides of things. I've just been back in South Africa and doing that sort of thing. So yeah. I'd never say never with those sort of approaches. Um, what well, if I would choose? I don't know what I would choose. But it's it, everyone has their unique thing, isn't it? It's yeah. the jungle is amazing to watch, isn't it? I think we all agree that it's yeah. looked brilliant when it's on TV it is good and I think it? we'd all like the idea of having a crack at it but until the realism I think of actually what goes on yeah. away from the cameras I've just thought of the perfect brilliant. one for you Celebrity Gogglebox yes there you go watching yeah. Trez watching TV there you go yeah, yeah. would you watch yeah. that oh, would you of course watch I would Trez watching TV that would be hilarious Gogglebox is a great TV show anyway yeah it is it is good um, see Trez and his wife sat there watching TV <laughs> and the, the cameras on them I'd just be eating all the time problem <laughs> dancing on ice there you go dancing on ice yeah I, I like a bit of ice skating at Christmas do you? Yeah. Really? Go I with do. the family and have a little. Yeah, I do. Do, do you hold on to the sides no, as you go I around? Fly around. <laughs> that's it. Mm, <laughs> no. I mean, the city you could make have a party. Yeah, yeah you could. Monty had a go as well, didn't he? He yeah. did. Yeah, didn't he break his leg just before? It just, yeah. just looks a bit Pop dangerous, up. doesn't it? Yeah, he does, I know. You're falling over on that ice. It's painful front. as well. Yeah. You're landing on literal ice. Yeah. Horrendous, that. No, you never guess. Bloody hell, Greggy. Switched on today, aren't you? drive down hasn't done you any good, has it? And on that note. He touched on it briefly there, but in all seriousness, like Trez going back on tour again is obviously a Massive deal thing. It's yeah, of course it is. Huge. It's great to see yeah. you back, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully, well, hopefully we go to Abu Dhabi on. Yeah, we if go. we don't go on pre-season tour, when, when's this going out? Spewing. Yeah, this will be going out first day of Sri Lanka, so, so hopefully we'll be away then. We will all be away. Yeah. Yeah. How, okay. how did you find that going back to South Africa? Do you enjoy it? It was brilliant. Tour again? Loved yeah. it. Absolutely loved it, and it was like, you know, more than happy would have stayed there for another week, ten days, two weeks, brilliant. just because it was great. Um, the boys were brilliant. It was obviously great to be there in the cricket and watching England play. Um, I'd had a, we had a trip for Abu Dhabi last year on pre-season trip, yeah. uh, which went well, um, and gradually just sort of putting those little bits back together, and you know, sort of building my next part of my career, which I know will be part of it, and and I quite look forward to that. Um, little trips. I, I don't want to potentially go away for five six weeks at this point. Mm. I don't have any aspirations to do that right now, but in time maybe when my kids have grown up and you know flown the nest a little bit, then, then maybe, who knows? Because previously it was yeah. kind of. 
the you know the, the the fact that you could get out in the middle was almost like a you know like a haven, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. Obviously, not doing that. So it's kind of strange in a way, isn't it? That you that you're not you don't you not don't have the opportunity to go out in the middle and forget about it all. Yeah. But yeah, you still. Yeah, I, you you move into it. different areas. You find mm. different things that are almost like your salvation almost to, yeah. to move into, and and that's been that part of that transition from playing to coaching. As I found in the coaching side of things, something that I really enjoy what I do. Yeah. Um, and that'll be the same. You know, during the summer, hopefully, when you you know you, instead you're walking around the outside of the boundary instead of standing out in the field or mm. or doing the batting. But um, I do have a lot of passion for you know for helping people and doing the dog sticking stuff and Great. doing all that. So I quite enjoy the hard work that goes with it really yeah Brooksy says awesome. you're one of the meanest with a dog stick as well you can you can ramp, ramp it up when you need to it's just <laughs> like you, you don't want to be the same pace for everybody because not all of them want to come in at 90 miles an hour yeah some of them like a little what about Brooksy little tickle what about like? when you're when you're batting do you like it a bit quick um I'm not scared. Do you do rate yourself as a batsman, just to clarify? No, I, I definitely do not. It does. I reckon you have really a normal does. pace. I reckon you're <laughs> sitting normally at about 80 miles an hour. And then you can, some like would like to say, no, no, just a little bit slower. I just want a few pitched up. And then some want to rev it up and have, you know, round their nose every ball. But <laughs> not Brooksy, me. Would, Brooksy no. would definitely be like run of the mill. Run of the mill. Just Half simple. Volley. Simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like a challenging net, but I don't like to be absolutely peppered. Really. No, no. I don't see the point in risking, risking that really. Hmm. I like facing Shield, Barry at Newlands. Yeah, yeah. How old are sleeping we? in for six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old enough. <laughs> Try and play what's in front of you. Like we'll do. In. We'll Sorry. Do. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, On that note, I did enjoy that. Apart from you taking the piss about how old <laughs> um, Marcus, thanks so much. Um, if you've not listened to any of our previous podcasts, we've got loads of them um, with some really good guests as well. Ones who don't take the piss out of my age, um, <laughs> and uh, you can download them all on iTunes, Podbean, etc. All the social media channel is there anything else i need to say before we go no you're no. all good i'm asking you the boss okay fine in which case then thanks for listening thanks so much marcus really enjoyed no that worries. mate cheers old man and, um, yeah, we... <laughs> <laughs> one final one i'm Podcast Network.